Welcome to our Sunday Sermon Podcast with City Harvest AG Church. Wherever you are in life, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Here at City Harvest, we believe in the undiluted Word of God and the teachings here will enhance your understanding of the Scripture and will help you grow and mature as a Christian. So we hope and pray that you will be blessed by this sermon. Today's sermon is brought to us by Pastor Shine Thomas. Do you sometimes struggle in trusting God? Do you find it difficult to trust God when you are going through pain in your life? That's what many people are feeling now. People are crying out, God, I called your name and you came and saved me. I trusted you with everything. Now I'm going through loss. I'm going through death and pain. And I don't understand why. How do you trust God when your heart is broken in a million pieces? When you do not know what is your tomorrow and when you're facing all defeat around you, how do you still continue to trust God? Well, let's look into the Bible to give us answer for our concern. I want to bring to you a message entitled, When I Struggle in Trusting God, from Psalm 89. When I struggle in trusting God. Open your Bibles to Psalm 89. Psalm 89 is listed as the muscle of Ethan. The writer is Ethan, the Ezraite. He was a well-known temple musician. He is specifically mentioned in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 31, as someone who is famous for his wisdom. Likely, he is a contemporary of King Solomon, And he has also lived to see the glorious reign of King David. This is the only psalm written by Ethan in the list of 150 psalms given to us. Psalm 89 is a cry for help from a desperate person. This psalm is very distinctive and unique in that it divides into sharply two different tones altogether. Verse 1 to 37 is very upbeat, and the psalmist Ethan is proclaiming the glorious proclamation of God's character and God's promises. And you can find the definition of God, and you can find the attributes that we are supposed to give to God, and you can find the upbeat tone in that psalm. But from verse 38 onwards, the tone changes. When the psalmist looks at the reality of his life compared to what he knows about God, he does not know why he's going through suffering. He does not know why he's going through pain and dark times. So verse 38 to 51 is a lament, is a cry of the psalmist in his dark times to God. And he's telling, Lord, I don't understand what is happening in my life. And verse 52 ends with praise. Scholars say that the scribes have added it later, but anyhow, we can understand that the psalmist ends in praise, even though he did not know what he was going through and what would be his future. So let us dig into the psalm and let us see what God has to speak to us today morning through the psalm. Psalm 89 Verse 1 and 2. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. 
I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. Ethan begins the psalm with a declaration of God's praise. This song was focused on the love and the mercies of God. Look at the plural over there. Mercies. The psalmist has seen God at work. And he has seen in his lifetime God's divine mercies. And he's thanking God for his loving kindness that lasts forever in his life. So Ethan is telling praise should go to God. And God's praise must be sung forever because of God's love and God's mercies. Isn't it, my dear friends? How many times have we seen the mercies of God? Yes, now we are going through difficulty. Now we are going through tough times. But look back. We have seen God's wonders. We have seen God's miracles in our life. Aren't we thankful to God for his love and mercies upon our life. And Ethan does not stop over there. Ethan is telling, I know this great God and his love and his mercies. I want others also to know about it. So I'm going to sing. I'm going to praise so that others around me will know this great God. Psalm 89 later talks about a lot of trouble. The presence of trouble does not silence the psalmist's praise. If I'm going through trouble, that does not silence necessarily the praise that can come out of our mouth. Even in our trouble, when we go through pain and when we question God, sometimes that can turn into worship and praise in the presence of God. Because my God understands human situation. My God understands pain and suffering because he lived as a man and a hundred percent God. And he identifies with the sufferings of man. Ethan is telling, I love God for his loving mercies. I've seen his loving kindness in my life. So I'm not going to keep quiet. I'm going to sing about it. And I'm going to make the love of God and the mercy of God known to all the people around me. And then Ethan is giving us reasons why our God is so great. He's talking about the God's might in heavens. Come to the next section in Psalm 89, verse 5 to 8. Ethan is talking about God's might in heaven. He is praising this God because our God is an almighty God. In Psalm 89, verse 5 to 8. Ethan says, the heavens praise your wonders, Lord, your faithfulness too in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. Who is like you, Lord? God Almighty, you, Lord, are mighty and your faithfulness surrounds you. Heavens praise the wonders of God and there is nobody that can match up to God in the heavenly of the heavenlies. 
And the psalmist is telling that heavens bow down in reverence to God. It is telling about the assembly of saints or the assembly of the holy ones, holy angels coming to the throne room of God, bowing down in reverential worship to our God. Praise God, our God is almighty in heaven. Angels bow down and worship him and they revere him. So when we come to praise God, praising God has an amazing aspect of thanking God and praising him for his wonderful deeds that God has done. But there is also an aspect of awe where we just with reverence worship this great God. And Ethan is telling, my God is mighty in heaven. He's incomparable. There is nobody in heaven that can compare to the might and greatness to God. And angels bow down and worship him. Moving forward, Ethan is talking about God's might on earth. Our God is not a distant God who is in heaven. He is also active and he is also mighty on the earth that we live in. Psalm 89 verse 9 to 14. You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. You crushed Rahab like one of the slain. With your strong arm, you shattered your enemies. The heavens are yours and yours also the earth. You founded the world and all that is in it. You created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon sing for joy at your name. Your arm is endowed with power. Your right hand is strong. Your right hand exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. Ethan is telling that God is mighty on this earth. And God has defeated the nations that are proud in this world. God who created the sea and marked boundaries for the sea. He is still in active control over the creation that he has done upon this world. God is mighty in heaven. God is mighty on earth. And Ethan is telling us that God is still working on the earth. When we ask questions, God, where are you? During this pandemic, Lord, what is happening to the hundreds and thousands of people who are dying and those families? I want to tell you that God is watching and God is pained at what is happening on planet earth. And look at the might of God that Ethan has displayed by telling that God is mighty in heaven and mighty on earth. Ethan is telling us that God is incomparable when we understand the holiness and greatness of God, one must lead to reverence God. And this God is so highly exalted that man has to fear him and there is nobody that can be compared to this great God. As we come to worship him today, let us rever God for his incomparable with anything that we see around here. God is incomparable and he is mighty. And Ethan is telling God is almighty because he controls the creation. He created the sea. He created the forests, and he controls them even today. And God defeated Rahab. What does Ethan mean by telling Rahab? Rahab is not the Rahab that we find in the book of Joshua. 
this rehab is a personification of the proud and arrogant egypt we find in the book of psalms and in the book of isaiah so ethan is telling us that proud nation of the egyptians were arrogant against god and they were displaying their might and power and it is not the heathens god it is not the gentile gods that defeated great nations in the bible it is my god the yahweh god he is so powerful he is so almighty that god defeats the mighty and the proud and arrogant nations of the world and we know in history how many dictators have come how many nations have risen to destroy mankind and god in his time has destroyed them because they were proud and arrogant and that god is still active today as we as the children of god trust in this great god my god is almighty he is sovereign over the nations and ethan is glorifying god for he created everything and he maintains it he created human beings and he controls everything and the people of the earth and then ethan is telling our god is morally great was 14 ethan tells us that there is righteousness and justice in the presence of god we can look at the worldly nations they rule without righteousness and justice but not my god he is righteous he is just and yahweh has the right to reign because the very foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice what a great god we serve my friends god is morally great charles spurgeon said you turn to all the points of the compass and behold the lord is there the regions of snow and the gardens of the sun are his dominions both the land and the dawning and the home of settling sun rejoice to own his way isn't charles spurgeon right isn't ethan right my god is great our god is great your god is great and mighty he is mighty in heaven and almighty in the earth and he controls everything with his righteous right arm that talks about power that talks about control my god is in control over the situation of the world and over your situation ethan moves on to the next aspect of his proclamation of god's might and ethan says in the rewards for god's people in verse 15 to 18 ethan is singing that if anybody knows this true god and worships this god yahweh god who came as the lord jesus christ god in flesh and when we know this true god there are rewards there are blessings when you worship this true god read psalm 89 verse 15 to 18 blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you who walk in the light of your presence lord they rejoice in your name all day long and celebrate your righteousness for you are the glory and strength and by your favor you exalt our horn indeed our shield belongs to the lord our king to the holy one of israel ethan here is describing the blessings the blessed state that belongs to the children of god 
And what is Ethan telling? If you believe in God, who is a creator God, this almighty God, as his people, you will be blessed by God. You will have rejoicing when you believe in this God. God's favor, Ethan is telling, will be upon those who worship him and God's fellowship. If man lost his fellowship with God in the garden, when we come to know Ethan's God, that is Yahweh God, the God of the Bible, God restores that broken fellowship with man. And then Ethan says that God protects his people. If you are God's child, our protection comes from God and God strengthens. He is our shield. He is our strength. And what a privilege to be God's children when we know that our God blesses us, fellowships with us. His favor is upon us. He protects us and he shields us and he gives us his strength. Amen. Bishop George Horn, a wonderful theologian said, it is the duty of the Christians as it was that of Israelites to ascribe all their strength and their glory, whether in matters temporal or spiritual, to Jehovah alone. Isn't he right? As we know this great God who is mighty in heaven, mighty on earth, and who is also blessing his people who worship this God, all that we have to do is to Trust God and ascribe all strength and greatness to this great God. Can you just praise God wherever you are? This God is amazing God. He's a great God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, the psalmist says. And we have tasted the goodness of God. Can we lift our hands and praise this God? Even in the midst of darkness, Lord, we will praise you. Everybody out there. Can we praise God? Moving forward, Ethan is talking about the covenant God made with David and his house. You see how Ethan is coming in his psalm? He's talking about the greatness of God on heaven and earth. He's talking about God's people, how they are favored and blessed. And now he's specifically going to David's household and the covenant or the promise that God has given David. Psalm 89, verse 19 to 29. And even before we go to verse 19, we can know that in verse 3 and 4, Ethan starts off with a covenant that God made with David. In verse 3, it says, I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish his line forever. So he's clinging on to the covenant, the promise God had made to David. Okay, I will tell you why he is doing that over here. Because when you come from verse 38 onwards, you will know that Ethan is struggling to find that God's promises are working in this present situation. So he's clinging on to the promises that God made. And it gives us a clue. When we struggle in holding on to life, when we do not know what is happening around us and there is darkness around us, all that we can do is to trust the promises of God. And Ethan prophetically is reminding God and telling God that you promised it and I'm holding on to your promises. Come to verse 20. Ethan reminds God that I have found David my servant. With my sacred oil, I have anointed him. Verse 27. I will appoint him to be my firstborn, the most exalted of the kings of the earth. Verse 29. 
I will establish his line forever. Promise towards David, I will establish his line forever. His throne as long as heavens endure. Ethan is describing the promises, the covenant that God made with David and his family. We know how God had promised David and Ethan is reiterating over here that God promised to help him, God promised to exalt him, God promised that he has elected David and he has anointed David and in this passage we can find that Ethan is telling that God said God will give him security and God's own strength God will vindicate him God will protect him and God will fill him with his faithfulness and mercy and God has appointed David as God's firstborn and God has promised to give him all his love. So Ethan is recounting God's promises to the lineage of David and is reminding God about God's promises that God would bring a godly line of kings to Israel from the line of David which God said that line will sustain forever in this world. Ethan could not understand this in his timeline. But we are living in the post-resurrection era where Jesus Christ came and he rose again from the grave. And all the promises that God gave to Ethan or God gave to Israel and David has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We will look at it as we end this psalm. But now, Ethan is telling, Lord, you are almighty. You are mighty in heaven. You are mighty on earth. You have promised to protect your children and I am your child and we are your people. And you have given a promise to David and his family that his throne will endure forever. And in verse 30 to 34, Ethan is reminding that even if David's sons had done sins, you have told that you will forgive them and you will love them. Come to verse 30 to 34. If his sons forsake my law and do not follow my statutes, if they violate my decrees and fail to keep my commands, I will punish their sin with the rod, their iniquity with flogging, but... I will not take my love from him. Look at what Ethan is telling. Yes, David's descendants would have sinned, Lord. David's descendants would have been wicked. And you told that even if they are wicked, you will correct them, but you will not take your love from them. Read verse 33 again. But I will not take my love from him, nor will I ever betray my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. So what is Ethan reminding God over here? Ethan is telling God, you are such a great God and we are your people. And David's family is your line. And you have promised to uh, have descendants of king from David's line and they will never uh, cease to exist. Even if they do a mistake, you will punish them but you will love them and bring them back. Now, the tone of the psalm changes. Okay? All of a sudden from praising God, Ethan is lamenting. He's crying. He's questioning God. Why? From verse 39 onwards, it's lament. And why? Because the psalmist is looking at the reality of his life. Lord, I'm suffering as a citizen of Israel. My country is suffering. Look at the kingdom. 
most probably the king is not on the throne now we can think about such a situation he has seen the glorious reign of david and he has seen the wickedness of solomon and how the enemies have risen up against them and people are all into sin and god's promises seem so far away and he looks at the darkness in his town he looks at the pain that they are going through and he's telling me lord yes people have sinned yes we are all going through difficulty but looking at your loving faithfulness looking at god who you are in heaven and on earth and looking at the promises that you have given to us and david's family i don't understand what i am going through darkness is around me i don't understand i don't think i can trust you i struggle in trusting you that's what ethan is telling in simple words ethan is telling god that lord i struggle in trusting you from verse 39 let us read the lament part of it very interesting psalm 89 was 38 to 40 but you have rejected you have spurned what is that ethan is feeling ethan is feeling that god has rejected him god has rejected israel god has rejected all his people and ethan is telling you have spurned what is spurned to push away somebody with a foot can you imagine being a child of god being a worship leader this is his real struggle in understanding this god he's telling god i feel that i have been rejected by you do you feel like that maybe your loved ones have gone away to be with the lord you have prayed for the healing you have prayed and you have been faithful to god and when god did not answer you do you feel rejected by god spurned by god read verse 38 once again but you have rejected you have spurned you have been very angry with your anointed one you have renounced the covenant with your servant ethan is telling lord i know that you have promised me this but looking at the reality of my life i feel you have rejected us you have spurned us you are angry with us and you have given a promise and you have rejected that promise do you feel like that that god has promised me and none of his promises are coming true looking at my reality don't worry you are not alone in this journey many men and women of god great psalm writers have had the same feeling in the dark times lamenting before god god why last week two of our own church members have passed away my pastor friends have passed away one morning the father died pastor friend that evening his wife died and the children are left orphans and at such times we cry out to the lord god where is your faithfulness where is your loving kindness have you rejected us have you spurned us are you angry with us have you taken away your promise from us the psalmist is facing rejection these facts remind us that christian religion faces reality honestly the reality of man's life and suffering is a real reality and christianity never denies it there is a real world that we live in the real world that we live has sufferings and pain and death and pandemic 
wars and rumors of wars and at such times god's promises often seem like they will not be fulfilled sometimes we wonder lord are you going to fulfill these promises even when we feel everything is falling around us when my heart is broken into a million pieces lord where are you where are you and we never need to minimize or ignore our sufferings or worry in the presence of god like the psalmist in our day of fear sickness death serious economic loss on people the reasons for such thoughts are real for many people and psalmist shows us that we can express our fear our concerns our rejection to god suffering and loss are real and painful and the bible does not deny it christianity never denies it we can ask plainly to god about all things concerning our life and look at this ethan is continuing he's not stopped here he is still continuing to press his complaints to god psalm 89 was 41 to 44 all who pass by have plundered him he has become the scorn of his neighbors you have exalted the right hand of his foes you have made all his enemies rejoice what is ethan telling ethan is telling that lord looking at my life my friends know that i am a believer my friends know that you are a healer I trust you with my life and I've lived a holy life I've lived a separated life and now looking at my condition my friends are rejoicing over me it looks like my enemies have won over me lord i don't understand after serving this great god why am i going through the situation verse 43 says indeed you have turned back the edge of his sword and have not supported him in battle you have put an end to his splendor and cast his throne to the ground what is ethan talking about he's reminding god about the promise made to king david that his reign will be there forever and probably in a battle the israelite king has lost in verse 44 it says you have put an end to his splendor and cast his throne to the ground probably the king is killed in the battle the king is not there on the throne somebody has taken over israel now and israel is defeated and his people are afraid and people are killed all around and he's telling lord i face rejection i don't see your promises being fulfilled lord at such a situation what i love about ethan is that even though he's going through dark times he don't understand why god is like this and why god has rejected him in his timeline okay god has never rejected him but in his short timeline in his finite mind he is trying to understand an infinite god and you cannot understand that and now he's facing rejection he's facing pain and darkness but what i love about ethan is that he never gives up on god and he never gives up in prayer in the midst of his confusion he questions god and is pressing closer to god my dear child of god even though you don't understand why things are happening like that 
why you are so lonely and rejected we have a god who will never reject you and you can press closer to this god ethan is questioning god in prayer in verse 46 to 51 two questions look at that many times we ask these questions in pain knowingly or unknowingly we ask these questions and how true bible relates to us in that questions look at the two questions that ethan is asking in his pain in his darkness verse 46 how long lord he's asking lord how long and many 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 people i have spoken to and i have counseled as a pastor i've asked me this question that times i have asked god this question lord how long should i go through the suffering and ethan is asking the same thing how long lord will you hide yourself forever how long will your wrath burn like fire the question is how long and honest questions are essential part of the emotional power of the psalter if you look at the psalms lament psalms i told you one third of the psalms are laments and the psalmist is asking honest questions to god and he's asking how long lord and god welcomes the questions of his people the questions here are those that frequently occurred to the people of god in difficult times and many of us have been asking this question lord how long this pandemic how long should i endure pain i can't even come to church and glorify you in the midst of your saints i can't even get out of my house if i have to go out of the house i have to wear a mask double mask i can't even touch surfaces because infection is there everywhere and the question we are asking is how long how long lord after the honest question the psalmist is telling god remember me you see the question and how he comes back to god he's questioning god how long so it's not wrong to question god it's not a sin to question god because god understands our pain and the questions of our heart sometimes but don't stay in your question come back to trusting god and calling on to god and he's telling remember me lord you see Ethan never stayed there in that rebellion in question God. He questioned God and the next verse he's telling in verse 47, remember how fleeting is my life. He's telling Lord, remember me. My lifespan is 70 or 80 and if I die now, I will be separated from the temple, the land that you have given to us. The temple is your presence in Israel and the land is this is your promised land. These people israelites the jewish people are your people i will be separated if in this darkness if i die down in my short life span i will be separated from the temple from the land and from the people so remember me come quickly to help me how long can i wait like this my life is just moving away years are wasted but remember and come quickly and help me remember how fleeting is my life for what futility you have created all humanity who can live and not see death or who can escape the power of the grave ethan did not have answers for who can live and not see death and who can escape the power of the grave why because ethan was living pre jesus we are living post jesus and today we have answers to this in the new testament 
who can live and not see death through jesus we can overcome even death who can escape the power of the grave jesus rose again on the third day but ethan never understood that my dear brother and sister we must understand that we are living in the new testament era and we have far far more biblical proofs and understanding about this great god and an afterlife than the old testament saints had and if they could trust god and question god and come back to god in their trials how much easy it is for us in our pain our difficulty yes we question god but come back to trust this great god who is almighty in heaven who is almighty on earth who blesses his people protects his people and has kept an eternity with him for all of us who believe in jesus christ what the psalmist is telling is how long it is going to go on and remember me now he is giving us the second question okay he is not done with one question second question can you imagine this psalmist has lost something we do not know the circumstances around this maybe he's lost his loved one maybe he's crying for the kingdom of israel uh, that is in defeat or plundered by the enemy we do not have much insight into the circumstances but what he is doing is he is questioning god and telling god to remember me and after a couple of days he is again questioning god and that is common for us i don't think the psalm is just written in a flow the psalmist would have taken his time and day after day he would have struggled in understanding god and questioning god and it happens to us isn't it look at the second question he is asking where are you lord where is your love psalm 89 verse 49 to 51 lord where is your former great love which in your faithfulness you swore to david remember lord look at that beautifully how psalmist comes back to remembering and asking god to remember the promises that god has given to him first question how long should i be like this my life is passing away and he's telling lord even though i question you i trust in you that you will remember me secondly where is your faithfulness where are your promises second question and then again the psalmist is telling remember me or remember the promise you have given to david in verse 50 remember lord how your servant has been mocked how i bear in my heart the taunts of all the nations the taunts with which your enemies lord have mocked with which they have mocked every step of your anointed one lord remember the nations are mocking our king and you have promised that our kings will reign forever the throne will reign forever remember how long where are you but we trust in you that you will remember us and now ethan is concluding this psalm scholars say that probably uh, some scribe has added it later but however we have got it in our psalm and i would say that ethan is concluding the psalm in an amazing note of praise can you see how ethan is concluding the psalm psalm 89 verse 52 praise be to the lord forever amen and amen so what an amazing note to finish this psalm he starts this psalm by proclaiming to god the greatness of god in heaven earth and god's promises for his people god's promises for the household of david and then he looks at the reality of him his family israel and its king 
and he's having questions and he's telling god you have rejected me you have spurned us your anger has risen up against us our enemies are mocking us and he questions god two questions how long and where are you lord how long should i suffer and where are you where are your promises but ethan is in the dark as he finishes this psalm because he does not have much answers as we have in the new testament about jesus christ and the resurrection power of the lord jesus christ and a afterlife but anyhow he did not understand anything but he's saying that where can i run from you you are the god in heaven and earth and i believe you are the almighty god you can defeat rehab the great armies of the egyptians the arrogant kings you can control the raging nature the sea is controlled by you even though i don't find any answers i will still praise you i will still trust you this is like job you know he did not find answers for his suffering and he says blessed be the name of the lord amen so my dear friend my dear brother and sister are you going through pain are you going through suffering today you may not know what you are going through in your life you may not know why your children's marriage is not happening why your business is not improving why you are going through financial crisis why your loved one has died why lord am i suffering like this how long should i suffer where are you but we can end with ethan and say god where can i run from your presence i will still praise you i will still worship you i want to tell you what charles spurgeon talked about ethan's last praise in verse 52 charles spurgeon said ethan ended where he began he began in praising god he ended in praising god he has sailed around the world and reached the port again let us bless god before we pray and while we pray and when we have done praying for he always deserves it of us if we cannot understand him we will not distrust him what a beautiful statement today we may feel that we cannot understand this god but our trust is in jesus christ psalm 89 in many many ways points to jesus christ okay can you imagine Ethan and his people were going through suffering pain loss death and promises of God were looking so far away and after Jesus death resurrection and when his disciples were doing ministry in AD around 90s uh, John was persecuted and the churches in Asia Minor went through state oriented state sponsored the emperor sponsored roman emperor sponsored persecution people were dragged out of their homes people were burned as lampposts on tar and there was so much of persecution that was happening by emperor domitian and apostle john has been exiled into patmos and what is apostle john doing apostle john wants to encourage himself and encourage the church back in asia minor who is going through pain and persecution death sufferings they cannot meet together to worship god the roman people are dragging people out of the homes and killing them because they are serving god and throwing their bodies to hungry lions and apostle john takes the lines out of psalm 89 and is telling and encouraging them 
that all those promises that God gave to Israel and David has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So stay encouraged. In Revelation chapter 1 and it's verse 5, Jesus Christ, Christ means anointed. In Psalm 89, David was the anointed. Christ is the anointed. Jesus Christ anointed who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Same promises of Psalm 89. Questions of Ethan in Psalm 89 has been answered in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus is the seed of David established forever. Ethan could not understand that. Jesus is the one chosen from the people. God chose Jesus. And Jesus is the faithful witness. Jesus is also the firstborn. Firstborn from the dead. And Jesus is also the highest of the kings of the earth. There is no other king, no other name that is as high as Jesus Christ. All those questions that Ethan struggled in, I think beautifully Apostle John took it out of Psalm 89 and wrote to the people who are suffering in Asia Minor, persecution and death and suffering and dark days and says, it is fulfilled in Jesus Christ and we have hope in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So this morning, my dear brothers and sisters, we have hope. Ethan entered the psalm in praising God even though he did not have answers. Today, we have answers. Jesus' promises are yes and amen. When you go through pain, when you go through difficulty, it's okay to question God. It's okay to cry out to God. But let us continue to trust God and his promises are yes and amen. Ethan was looking at his small timeline and telling God, I don't understand your promises. Finite looking into his timeline. But God is infinite. And we cannot understand a great God in our finite mind in the timeline that we are in. But God's promises are yes and amen. And all his promises will be fulfilled in and through your lives. So we can trust this God. We can hope in this God. Even in dark times, we can worship and praise God. Amen. I want to give you some takeaway points before I pray and close the service. God's covenant people enjoy his blessings. If you understand it or not, today God's blessings are around you. You may not sense it in your pain. You may not sense it in your darkness. God has promised to bless you. Secondly, God welcomes the questions of his people. We can express our fears to God. We can express our questions to God. No matter what questions, no matter what fears, whether lament or praise, we can give it into the hands of God. Third, one can trust God even if you do not understand what is happening around you. Today, you can trust God. Even though you don't understand what is happening, we can trust God. Fourth, you cannot understand an infinite God with a finite mind. In eternity, we will get to know the big picture. Understand, God is working and many times we cannot understand this great God with our small minds and our small timeline. And the next one, stand on the promises of God and praise Him. 
All that we can do is stand on the promises of God and give praise to God Almighty.